good morning. Let's uh, let's begin. So we left off. We left off on that. Today's daf is Chaf Aleph. We left off on Chaf Amud Beis, and we left off uh, two four four lines up from the bottom. Amar Rabbi Zera. So Rabbi Zera said the following. Amar Rabbi Zera. Every suffix, literally about, remember this is a calendrical suffix, we go ahead and we push forward. Now what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Four lines are from the bottom of the Daphne Rashi. Rabbi <coughs> Shema Kodshu Beisdin Esachodesh Biyom Esr Metisha. So what the Gemara is pointing out over here is that remember now we have a circumstance in which we have Sveikud Yomah. So we've already established this idea as to why it is that in the diaspora communities, remember, and we'll discuss that there are two different sets of diaspora communities, diaspora communities that were close to Eretz Yisrael and found out about the real date, and diaspora communities that were a little bit further removed. And therefore, again, ultimately had to, op- had to operate with some level of doubt and ambiguity. So it comes along Rabbi Zerah Neymar Nachman and says that the only thing you have to be choshesh for is whether or not the Beis didn't declare the new month on the 30th or the 31st day. But you need not ever be concerned that Bayesden went ahead and declared the new month on day 29 itself. Essentially what Rabbi Nachman is saying in Rabbi Zera is there's no such thing as a 28-day month. And therefore, even when observing a suffix day because of Yom Tov, you only have to observe the possibility of whether or not Bayesden declared the new month on day 30 or day 31 of the previous month. So the Gemara goes right to the Memra. Is that to say that we only observe the 15th and the 16th? So we'll say, this, for example, let, let's, he, let's use Pesach as a model. So Pesach is the 15th of Nisan. So again, according to this model, what Rabbi Nachman is saying is, you'd only have to be choshe, you'd have to observe the 15th and the 16th as possible Pesach, but not the 14th. Because the 15th and 16th would then re- reflect the fact that maybe, maybe Rosh Chodesh was the 30th, maybe it was the 31st day of the previous month, but you don't have to observe the 14th because that would mean that you're assuming that Rosh Chodesh was potentially that Rosh Chodesh was the 29th day. And says Rav Nachman, that's not possible. So the Gemara says, but is that true? But the truth is, let's, let's look at a Pesach model. We should observe the 14th as a Sveika Deom, as a possible day of Pesach as well. Why? We'll say for another reason. Granted, even if we accept the idea that you cannot, excuse me, thank you, that you cannot, thank you, that you cannot go ahead and declare a new month on day 29 of the previous month, but look, look what could have happened. Suppose say, let's just go to Sukkot. Remember, you can use Sukkot or Pesach in this model because they're both the same day of the month. So the Gemara says, well, maybe you should observe Sukkot on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Remember, this is just the first day. Why? Because 15, 16, 15, 16, I understand, because maybe Elul was, maybe Elul was declared, excuse me, maybe Tishrei was declared on the 30th day of Elul, maybe it was declared on the 31st day of Elul. But the truth is you should observe day 14 as well. Why? Because maybe, maybe Av and Elul were both deficient. If Av and Elul were both 29-day months, then Einachinami, then potentially Sukkis could be on the 4th. Again, Sukkis is always on the 15th 
of Tishrei. But the idea is because of the suffix. Maybe if I have a suffix, maybe that Elul was a 29-day month. Maybe Av was a 29-day month. So maybe I should observe the 14th of Tishrei as well. To which the Yomar says, Tap of Chof Aleph Amut Aleph. Trey Archichasiri Kola Islu. No, it can't be because, again, I will say, first of all, the idea of having two deficient months back-to-back is somewhat of a calendrical anomaly. It's not the norm. And therefore, if that were to happen, that would have a call. I will say, call means word would get out. Word would get out, and word would even get out to the diaspora communities, and they would act accordingly. If there's no call, if word is not getting out about it, then that is indicative of the fact that what? That you don't have to normally assume that there are two back-to-back deficient months. Therefore, you need not observe the 14th of Tishrei, but simply the 15th and 16th with one basic suffix. Was Elul a 30-day month, or was Elul a 29-day month? Therefore, by observing days 15 and 16 of Tishrei, you cover your bases. Someone goes weiter. Levi Iklalabavel. Levi went to Bavel. Bechad Sarbatishrei is very interesting. It's a very interesting story. So Levi goes to Bavel on the eleventh of Tishrei. Now both again, what's the eleventh of Tishrei? Isrichag, right? Yom Kippur was the tenth. Yom Kippur was the tenth. So again, now we're up to the eleventh, the day after Yom Kippur. Okay. Amr, so he's sitting there in Bavel, and he says, Amr Basim Tavshila de Bavloi Biyoma Raba de Ma'arava. Literally translated. What fragrant foods of the Babylonians that they are eating on the great day in Eretz Yisrael. Or in other words, what Ula was saying was, oh, by the way, j- just to let you know, in Eretz Yisrael, they established Chodesh Elul as a 30-day month, which means that today is really the 10th of Tishrei. Today is Yom Kippur. This day that you're eating on is actually in Eretz Yisrael. They're observing it as Yom Kippur. So... You know, eat up. Right? You know, enjoy. So he says, wow, you're having such a nice meal. On the day that Eretz Yisrael, they're observing as Yom Kippur. So again, obviously in Bavel, they did not know that it was a 30-day month. Remember, again, under normal circumstances, Elul is usually a 29-day month. So they made the assumption, not hearing to the contrary, that Elul was 29 days. Therefore, again, they observed Yom Kippur on the previous day, what according to their count was the 10th. Levi says, no, Elul was a complete month of 30 days. And therefore, today, what you consider the 11th is really the 10th, is really Yom Kippur. So he says away the following. See, the Gemara goes right. So if you look at Rashi, Enjoy the meal. Enjoy the bread that you're eating over here. Because Basin went ahead and declared again that it's a full month and therefore you're eating on Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, Amri Lay, Asid. So they said to him, they said to Ula, Ula, are you willing to testify about this? I'm sorry, Levi. Levi, thank you. So the Gemara says, they said to Levi, willing to testify about this? So Rash is Asid. Okay, Levi, look, if you're right, obviously we're, we're doing the best to our abilities. If you're, willing to, if you're willing to go on the record with this, so to speak, then we will accept, meaning if you could state this definitively, then we will accept what you're saying. Obviously, again, we can't change the fact that we ate until now, but we can at least cease and desist from going forward. So what does Ula say? Excuse me, what does Levi say? So Levi says, the truth is, you know, I did not hear the Beisdin actually say Mekudosh. So we'll discuss, we'll discuss that there are certain months for which it's not just enough to know <coughs> that the Beisdin declared the new month, but you actually have to hear the Beisdin actually say Mekudosh, actually declare it. So Levi says, listen, 
I know what the Beisdin said, but I can't tell you, but I did not hear them actually declare the month. Rashi says, Lo shamati mi pi Beisdin mekudosh, lo oil lachem. The truth is, I can't testify to this. Da'aminan lakaman, because we'll see actually it's Amen Amen days. Al kol al kulon shluchim yotzim mi ba'erev, kigonim lom kidshu biyom lamid, yotzim al shluchim la'erev, lomar mu'ubaru, aval al nisan v'tishrei afapi shildin shikichu alamachar biyom lamid alef, shahare ain rosh hashanah nitchel shloshim, ushnayit. We'll see on Amadeus that there are certain months for which the witnesses do not go out until the Beisdin definitively rules Mekodosh, even though they're going to rule Mekodosh. And Tishrei happens to be one of those months. So Levi said, listen, I know what the Beisdin was going to do, but I can't tell you that I actually heard the Beisdin do it. So say, the way the story seems to end, although it doesn't, the Gemara doesn't say it, is because Levi was unwilling to go on the record about what he knew to be the calendrical reality, the Jews of Bavel continued with what they assumed to be true. And Lemaise again observed their Yom Kippur on the previous day. And this continue with their meal because they assumed this day was the eleventh. Okay, the Gemara goes weiter. Machis Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said the following: Kolecha de matu shluchei Nisan v'lo matu shluchei Tishrei liabru liavdu treyome. So we'll say this in test. Rabbi Yochanan said the following: We'll say we will see that that the shluchim. The, the Gemara is going to discuss later on about that anywhere that the shluchim were able to reach essentially had the status of Eretz What does that mean? That when Bezin declared a new month, they dispatched messengers. So the messengers were able to get to a number of the diaspora communities. Who, so whatever community they were able to get to would ultimately observe one day of Yom Tov like Eretz Because remember, again, the concept of Yom Tov Shini is not, now it's a blanket in on all diaspora communities. But once upon a time it was, it wasn't a blanket din. It was simply a din in those communities that did not were not able to get word of Eretz Yisrael. So there are two, so remember, there are a couple of months in which the shluchim go out. Two of the major months happen to be Tishrei, Tishrei and Nisan. So I will say Tishrei because of, again, Yom Kippur and Sukkot, and Nisan because of Pesach and Shavuos. So what's interesting is the following. The witnesses were able to get further for Nisan than they were for Tishrei. Why? Because I will say the halacha is, we'll see, the witnesses may not travel on Shabbos. They can't violate, they, can, they can't travel on Shabbos. So listen to this. For Chodesh Tishrei, they not only lost out on Shabbos, what else did they lose out on? They lost out on Rosh Hashanah. They lost out on Rosh Hashanah. And they lost out on Yom Kippur. So there were, there were potentially two, possibly three, possibly four days that they were not able to travel to get to the outlying communities. As opposed to Chodesh Nisan, where there's really nothing in the month before Pesach, they were able to get much further. So therefore, again, Rabbi Yochanan says that we look at where the Shluchim are able to get to on Chodesh Nisan, excuse me, we look at where they're able to get to Tishrei, that any city that they're not able to get, let me say it differently, any city that they're able to, okay, we look at the range of Chodesh Tishrei. Whatever communities can be reached in Chodesh Tishrei, those are the communities that have to only observe one day. But any community, any community that could not be reached in Tishrei, but could be reached in Nisan, still has to observe two days. Meaning just because you can be reached in Nisan, you're not included in the one-day communities, you have to observe two days. Why? Gezerah Nisan atu Tishrei. Out of concern that if we, if we allow those communities that were only reached in Nisan to be able to observe one day of Yom Tov, ultimately they may get confused or I should say differently, if we allow those communities that, that, oh, that 
let me say this again, just, just to be clear. So two sets of communities. So there's communities that were reached only in Chodesh Nisan and communities that were reached in Tishrei. So, the, so Ula says over here that any community, any community where the, where, the, where, the, where the messengers are able to get their Nisan but are not able to get their Tishrei, they have to observe two days out of a concern, out of a concern that if they don't, so the outlying communities may also only end up observing one day. Rav Aivu Bar Nagri, Rav Bar Abo, Ikla Lahu Asra Dahava Matush Luche Nisan, Velo Matush Luche Tishrei. So we'll say, look at Rashi for just a moment. Le Avdu Treyome, Tavi, Vaafa Pishay Gidulahem Shluchem, Yom Kivi Aso, Gezera Nisan Atu Tishrei, Shim Tanhigem Lasos Benisan Yom Echad, Yinagu Gam Kain Tishrei, Shelo Apish Luchem Pamishetis. So we'll say, What's interesting about this is the following. So if you could imagine, what you could have is, you could have a community where witnesses can get there in, in Nisan, but witnesses can't get there in Tishrei. So you could have a very strange practice. Essentially, let's call it Community A. So Community A is too far. The witnesses can't get there in Tishrei, but they can get there in Nisan. So what would happen then, according to the pure model? According to the pure model, for Pesach, they would observe what? One day. And for Sukkis, they would observe... Two days. So, so Ula says, Ula says, you can't do that. I keep saying Ula. Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, you can't do that. You can't, have two, you can't have two different observances like that. Rather, any community that is only reached in Nisan and not reached in Tishrei essentially adopts a Tishrei model. So, meaning just like in Tishrei, they're keeping two days of Yom Tov, so to what? In Nisan, they're also keeping two days Yom Tov. Even though what? Even though what? Even though the witnesses could technically make it there in time. Why? Out of the concern that if they're only observing one day of Pesach in Nisan, they're going to end up what? Observing one day of Sukkis as well in Tishrei. That's the concern. So now the Gemara tells a story. Revchia bar Abba Iklu Excuse me, Rav Aivu Bar Nagri, Rav Chiyabar Abba Iklo, Iklo Levahahu Asra, Tavamuta Shluchini, Sevalamata Shluchi Tishrei. So, I'll say these rabbis, Rabbi Aivu and Rav went to a particular city, and this was a city that was reached by messengers in Nisan and not reached by messengers in Tishrei. So, I'll say, according to Rabbi Yochanan's model, therefore, what? They should always be observing two days of Yom Tov. Always two days of Yom Tov. What happened? And the rabbis observed that the townspeople only observed one day of Yom Tov. But the rabbis did not say anything, meaning they, they did not tell the townspeople that their practice was incorrect. Rabbi Yochanan heard about this, meaning he heard that Rabbi Aivu and Rabbi Chia were in this town. They saw this wrongful behavior, and yet they didn't say anything. Because Rabbi Yochanan said, Lav Amri, Lav Amri Luchu, have I not taught you many times? Heicha de Matu Shluchi Nisan, Velo Matu Shluchi Tishrei, Le Avdu Treyomi, have I not taught you many times that any city in which the messengers only reach in Nisan but do not reach in Tishrei? So therefore, Abosai, again, in that case, Le Avdu Treyomi, that they have to always keep two days of Yom Tov. Why? Gezera Nisan Atu Tishrei, out of concern that if they're only keeping one day of if they're only keeping one day of Yom Tov in, 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 if they're only keeping one day of, of Yom Tov in Nisan, that they'll come to keep one day of Yom Tov in Tishrei. So also Rabbi Yochanan was very upset at them that the rabbis did not rebuke the townspeople. Okay. Rava, Havaragil da Havayosi Betanisa Treyomi. Rabbi listen to this. Rava used to observe two days of Yom Kippur. 
He reserved two days of Yom Kippur. Because again, he was unsure. Excuse me. He was unsure about about the about the actual calendrical reality. Look at Rashi. Avdu betanis etreyome im Literally, he would fast for forty eight hours. Shema ibru based in esachodesh. Perhaps based in went ahead and declared it a full month. And perhaps again, what we consider to be day eleven was really day twelve. So he fasted for two days. So what happened? La'arta, see, listen to this. So, I'm sorry. Rav HaVaragil Dev Yasef Tanisa Treyomi Zimna Chada Asht Ishtachach Kavase And sure enough, the Gemara says, one time it turned out like him. What does he one time it turned out like him? Like the story we saw before. That one time indeed it happened that the people in Bavu were mistaken about the calendar and what they thought was really day number 11 was really day number 10 and so there was really Yom Kippur. So the Gemara is just pointing out that although this practice is a bit extreme, you should know, the Torah discusses this, says, why don't we keep two days of Yom Kippur? Meaning, we keep two days of everything else, of Sfeikadim, why not two days of Yom Kippur? So the answer is a very simple answer. It's Yafshar, you can't do it. Meaning, it's not, it's not Shaykh. Remember, you're talking about a rabbinic decree, so it's not Shaykh for the rabbis to legislate in such a case like this. But in the pure, in the pure iteration of Halakha, the truth is, it would seem to be that this would be the case. So Rav is saying, look, if I'm observing Yom Tov Sheni for everything else, I have to observe Yom Tov Sheni for Yom Kippur as well. Rav Nachman Yosef Another Yom Kippur, sorry. Rav Nachman was sick. Sitting, was sitting and fasting on Yom Kippur. What happened? La'arta asa hahu gavra. So listen to this. That night, that night, so remember, imagine this scene. Rav Nachman now just finished Yom Kippur. Ne'ilah's <coughs> over, Ma'ariv is over. He's coming home. Mm-hmm. He's about to eat. What happens? A guy, some guy meets him as he's coming home. Amalei, l'machar yom b'ma'arava. So, and he says, he says to Rav Nachman, oh, you're not going to believe it. Tomorrow is Yom Kippur in Eretz Yisrael. What did he just tell Rav Nachman? He just told Rav Nachman that Lamaisa, you're wrong about the calendar. Today wasn't Yom Kippur. Tomorrow is actually Yom Kippur. Amrlei, Mehecha'at. So Rav Nachman says, Tell me, where are you from? Amrlei, Midimharyo. I am from the city called Dimharyo. Amrlei, Dam Tehei Achariso. Literally, this and literally, Dam Tehei Achariso means blood will be this man's end. And I will say, what Rav Nachman was saying was, Damharya, Damharya means Dam Mehera, quickly brings about blood. So Rav Nachman was upset at this individual. Why? He was like, you couldn't wait a half hour to tell me this. Right? Let, let me go home. Let me eat something a little bit. And then, and then you could tell me that it's really Yom Kippur tomorrow. And then I could fast. But now, essentially, you told me this now, right when I finished my Yom Kippur. Again, now that I have this knowledge, obviously I can't ignore it. So I have to go ahead and fast a second day as well. Where are you from? Damharia, Dam Mehera. You're a person who brings about blood very swiftly. Kari Alei said about him, Kalim Hayurot Feinu. Quotes over here, the Pasuk. From Eicha, literally, our pursuers were very swift. So I'll say again. So Rav Nachman obviously didn't have the uh, the greatest feeling towards this individual. And the truth is, this individual did not exactly act in a sensitive way either. Okay, so the Gemara goes weiter. So I'll say Rav Bar Avin sent to Rava. So that ends that ends the Yom Kippur discussion. So now the Gemara says, Shalach le Rav Huna bar Avin le Rava. So Rav Huna bar Avin said to Rava, Kad chazis de mashchot te kufas teves, ad shisar ben Nisan. So when you see, when you see, well, so now this is a very important disorder as well. When you see that the winter, the win- kufas teves literally means the winter solstice. When you see that the winter extends ad shisar ben Nisan. Shisar ben Nisan means the spring. Meaning when you see that the winter is extending into the spring, Abra lahi shasa. 
Make sure to make an Eber Yar. Make sure to go ahead and create a leap year. And don't worry about it. So it's very important, you saw it. When you see, remember, when you see that the winter is extending into Chodesh Nisan, into what would be the 16th of Nisan spring, make sure to go ahead and declare a new month. And I will say, we'll see. Rashi says, "Velo tachushla lemeimar yichidahi velo naavid kavasayu elavadai kaachirim naavid demisayu kra." So we'll say, don't think that the idea. What he's saying is, don't worry about it. Don't think that the concept of declaring a leap year is simply something that is not held as a viable option. Meaning, again, it's the majority opinion that the basin has the ability to make a leap year. Now, why would you do this? Tchsev shamor es chodesh aviv because the Torah says, guard the spring month shamor aviv shal tekufa. And what we learn from there is that Chazam must make sure that the spring coincides with Pesach, or that Pesach coincides with the spring. So in other words, therefore, again, and again, that's implicit in the Torah. The Torah calls, Torah Dafka identifies Pesach as the Chag Aviv, and the fact that the Torah tells us, Shamor es Chodesh Aviv. You have to go ahead and literally, Chodesh probably doesn't just mean month, Chodesh means season. Guard the season of the spring that tells us that Chazal are given a mandate to make sure that Pesach falls out during the spring. How do you do that? You simply do that by again inserting an additional other. It's another interesting, interesting case or interesting story. Nachman said to uh, to sailors, people who are uh, merchants who travel the seas very often. Asun Well, so listen to this case. These were individuals who apparently were going to be on the high seas during Pesach. So what was the problem? They're obviously without a calendar. They're without a calendar. So the Shiloh over here is, when does Yom Tov start? And ultimately, again, when, when does the Isr Chametz begin? How are they going to know when they can no longer eat Chametz? So he said to them the following, Ki chazisu sihara dimashlim liyoma. Literally, when you go ahead and you see the moon, complete, complete the day. Now, what does that mean? Look at Rashi. Rashi says, last Rashi on the daf, Siharu de Mashlim Lioma, Shayareach Mashlim me oro im Hanetzachama, Shinumachik ad Shas Zricha. That when you see that the moon, the moon is up until the sun comes up, right? That the moon only goes away when the sun comes up. So the moon and sun are together. When you see it's Mashlim, Shayareach Mashlim oro im Hanetzachama, that the moon only stops being visible at the time when the sun comes up. Shinumachik ad Shas Zricha. The moon itself only darkens at the time when the sun comes up. When you see that, when you see that, so the Gemara says, um, I'm sorry, Bi'iru Chamira. That's the time when you show you should get rid of your chametz. Meaning that's already, that's already time to get rid of, that's Erev Pesach, get rid of your chametz. So the Gemara says, one second, Amos Mashlim, but when is that true? When the moon is visible right before sunrise? Bichamesar. That's true on the 15th of the month. Vaha'anon may arbeisar mevaarinon. And yet what? We get rid of our chametz as of when, Rabosai, as of the 14th. So it seemed to be, it would seem to be that Rav Nachman's advice to these uh, CC journeyers, these seafarers would be a day off, which is something very interesting. I'm sorry. Rabosai, this is amazing. 
for those individuals who are traveling on the sea and therefore what? Have an unobstructed view of the horizon, they can already see this phenomenon as of the 14th. Meaning we, who live on land, don't have an obstructed view of the horizon. Therefore, for us, this, uh, this dynamic of the moon becoming visible right before sunrise is only something that we could see on the 15th. But in reality, it's already visible on the 14th. They could see it already on the high seas on the 14th. Therefore, he tells them, when you see that, when you see that, you know that is the 14th of the month and know that that is the time to get rid of your hamits. Says the Mishnah, Amad for two months, we allow witnesses to go ahead and be mechalo Shabbos. I will say, what is this referring to? Rashi says, this is Edim If witnesses see the new moon, so we allow them to be mechalo Shabbos, to come to the basin, to come to Yerushalayim, to give testimony about what they saw. Now, I will say, we're not going to get into it now, but there's a lot of discussion as to what type of Chil Shabbos is actually being permitted here. Does that just mean they could do anything and everything they need to in order to get there? Or is it a more limited scope? That means what it means Chil Shabbos is what? That they can go ahead and go past their Tchum. They go past their Tchum. Or perhaps, again, there might be certain forms of carrots. Just know it's a big machlokas aposkim as to what exactly the, the, the license for violation actually includes over here. All right, so they're allowed to violate Shabbos for, for, uh, for two months. What two months? I'm going to say this means if I see the moon in one of these two months, I am permitted to go and be Machal Shabbos to go ahead and come to Basin to give my testimony. Nisan va'al Tishrei. What are the two months? Nisan and Tishrei. Why Nisan and Tishrei? Shebahan shluchim yotzin l'surya. Because I'm say for these two months, the shluchim go out all the way to Surya. Surya is actually modern day Syria. Ubahen metakinon metaknin es hamados. And remember, those months ultimately were very important. Why? Because those months were necessary for the three regalim. Remember, Tishrei again is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is not a regal, but it's Yom Tov. Yom Kippur Sukkis. And remember, Nisan is Pesach and ultimately Shavuos. Ukishahaya beis hamikdash kayam. When the beis hamikdash stood, af al kulon. The truth is, witnesses were permitted to be mechal Shabbos. They're permitted to be Mechal Shabbos for all the ones to come and give testimony in Beisdin. Why? Mipnei Takana Sakarban. Because I also again remember there was a special sacrificial order for Rosh Chodesh, and in order to know, in order to know when to be able to perform that, prefer, that, that sacrificial order, witnesses were able to be Mechal Shabbos to come to Beisdin. Look at Rashi. So Rashi says Shebahem Shebahem Shluchim Beisdin Shulchan L'Sturi Lahodia Legol Yom Kaviusam Hilcha Chashivi. So we'll say we will see again. So for Nisan and Tishrei, which all the Yom Tovim are based on. Basin would send out witnesses to the outlying communities. Listen to this. Now, Rashi says something very interesting. Rashi says, really, witnesses should have the ability to be Mechal Shabbos for every single for every single month, not because of carbon, for reasons we'll see later on, but the rabbis did not feel it was necessary, because in most months, the truth is, it doesn't really make a difference if, if you know if the previous month was 29 or 30 days. It doesn't impact your religious observance. The only months it really impacts, ultimately, are Tishrei and Nisan. So those are the months that we allow witnesses to be Mechal Shabbos, to come to the basin to give their testimony, because those are the months which witnesses dispatches. Now, to be clear, remember, the Mishnah's license for Chil Shabbos only applies for what? For witnesses to come to Beisdin to testify that they saw the new moon. When witnesses are dispatched to diaspora communities, they may not be Mechal Shabbos to get word out to the diaspora communities. That will see explicitly in Gemara. Gemara, Abeis Chadash is that true that we only send witnesses out for two months and no more? 
So the Gemara says, that's not true after all. Or Minhu, we learned earlier, Avav Chadosh Mashluchin Yotzer. We'll say, we learned in the previous Mishnah, that what? That witnesses go out six months of the year. This is what it means to say. Al-Kulan Shluchin Yotzer Nibayer. Well, listen to this. Well, Sabai says like this. For all of the other months, meaning for the other four out of the six that were mentioned previously, the witnesses already leave that night. Meaning, I remember, Beisdin only establishes, only, 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 um, not establishes, proclaims the new month when? By day. By day. Remember, because Beisdin only sits, sits, sits in session by day. So therefore, again, so listen to this. So you'd have, you have witnesses show up. Let's say the witnesses were cross-examined. They know the, they know the Beisdin is going to declare the new month. So what is the halacha? The halacha is... For four out of the six months, the witnesses leave, the shluchim, the messengers, leave that night. They don't wait for Beisdin to declare the new month because they know the new month is going to be declared. There's no need for them to wait. Look at Rashi. Shluchim yotzim ba'arev kegonira ba'alob yom chavtes ovalah shloshim devadai kachu Beisdin machar inami b'chodesh mu'ubar dipshitalon shabiyom lamed alaf yizkadish. So we'll say the idea over here is whatever the circumstance, whether you saw the moon, the moon is clear and therefore it's clear the Beisdin is going to be makadish the moon or some other circumstance. So the, so the witnesses, the, excuse me, the shluchim, the messengers, don't have to wait until Beisdin officially declares the new month. Rather, what? They leave that night. They leave that night. However, but for the months of Nisan and Tishrei, for those months, the witnesses do not leave until when? Until ultimately they hear explicitly from the Beisdin that the new month has been declared. Why? Look at Rashi. The shluchin do not leave until they know for sure that the basin said Makudosh. So what the Gemara is suggesting over here is like this. Our Nisan and our Tishrei, where there's a lot riding on it, so we don't want to leave anything to chance. Because we don't want to leave anything to chance, therefore what? Therefore Lemaisa, therefore Lemaisa, we only go ahead and we only go ahead and have the messengers dispatched after the basin absolutely says Mekudash. Therefore, the, that, this is how the Gemara is reconciling the contradiction. Because remember, again, the Mishnah said that for two months, for two months, you're permitted to go ahead and the Edom are Mechalin Shabbos. So the Gemara makes it sound like only for two months we go out. I'm sorry, and the Gemara also said, why those two months? Because those are the two months that the Shluchim go out for Surya. So the Gemara says, is that true? That for two months, again, Shluchim go out, and for two months, and for the, what about the fact that we learned before, six months they go out, which the Gemara says, no, no, no. There are two different groupings within that group of six. Yes, for six months, Shluchim are set out. But what's the difference? For two months, two of those months, the, or stay for four of those months, the Shluchim leave when? Leave when? At night, even before the basin declares the new month, and for two of those months, the shluchim only go out when after the basin has declared the new month. So the Gemara goes weiter. Tanya that supports this. Akulan yotzimi ba'erev on all of the months when the shluchim go out, so they leave at night. But for Nisan and Tishrei, I will say again, the, 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 just to understand, the concern is that maybe for some reason Basin will have some type of change of heart. There'll be some other circumstance that will cause them to push off, to push off 
the declaration of the new month. And therefore, again, obviously, if the shlukim go out with the wrong information, they've undone the entire yomtiv system. So in order to avoid that, they don't leave until the basin, they actually hear basin declared. Which I've also, by the way, also makes sense before. Remember, again, going back to the story on Chafalif Amud Aleph, when Levi came to Bavel, and Levi said, oh, enjoy your meal. By the way, it's Yom Kippur. And they said to Levi, you know, will you testify about this? And Levi said, I did not hear from the Beisdin Makudosh. Remember, so that, now, this, now that makes a lot more sense. What Levi was saying is, listen, the Tishrei is one of the months where the Shluchim don't go out until they hear the Beisdin say Makudosh to make sure definitively. I, I didn't hear them say Makudosh. I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that I'm correct calendrically, but I did not hear them declare the new month. Because of that, I can't give you, quote-unquote, official testimony. So the Gemara goes, Okay, How do you know? Now the Mishnah told me that I am permitted to go if I see the new moon. If I see the new moon, I am permitted to be Mechal Shabbos in order to get to Beisdin and give proper testimony. So the Gemara says, How do you know that? From where do we know that from? That a witness who sees that a person who sees the moon is permitted to be Mechal Shabbos to go to Beisdin and give the testimony. Tamul Omar. Tamul Omar. Because the Pasuk says, these are the appointed times of God, that you will declare them in their appointed times. So we'll say, look at Rashi. Uh, it's, the, it's, go, it's the third wide line in Rashi. What does it mean that you shall declare them in their appointed times? His hearing, the Torah is warning us, So we'll say, the way the Gemara understands this Pasuk is, these are the appointed days of Hashem. And you must declare them in their right time. So the Gemara is saying this is not just a reference to Yamim Tovim. This is a reference to Rosh Chodesh, to the actual declaration of the months. Because HaKadosh Baruch who warns us to be vigilant in declaring these months in the right time, the Gemara understands that what? That is the license for the witnesses. Tzivin B'Mechalo Shabbos. In order to allow Bezim to declare the new month at the correct time. I might have thought that the license to be Mechal Shabbos that allows witnesses to come to Bezin so that Bezin could go ahead and be Mechadish the Chodesh also applies to what? To the Shluchim so that they could disseminate the information and allow everyone else to observe Yontov properly. Talmud Lomar Asher Tikru'u Osam. Therefore, the Pasuk says that you shall call them, you shall declare them. You can be Mechal Shabbos in order to enable the declaration in the right time. But you may not be Mechal Shabbos to facilitate observance. So therefore, again, I both say the license for Chil Shabbos is limited to allowing the witnesses to get to Beisdin, to allow the Beisdin to make the declaration. Once the declaration is made, shluchim are sent to disseminate the information, but for the dissemination of the information to enable proper observance, there is no license to go out and be So Mishnah said, when the Beis HaMikdash stood, the witnesses were permitted to be Mechal Shabbos for every month in order to ensure that the proper sacrificial order for Rosh Chodesh was observed. So the Gemara says, in the beginning, witnesses, again, this is remembered to get to the base of Mikdash to give testimony. Witnesses would be Mechal Shabbos for every single month in order to get to the base and to give testimony about this, about the new moon, so that, the, so that again, the Rosh Chodesh sacrificial order could be done at the right time. However, however, um, 
Mishkar Beis Hamikdash, when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Amalei and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said to them, "Vichiyesh Karbon, is there a sacrificial order anymore that we have to be concerned about?" And therefore, the rabbis agreed, even though Rabbi technically speaking, remember, and I remember Rashi said that biblically you should be able to go ahead and be mechal Shabbos for every single month. So that's what we just saw before. You must declare them in their time. Is the biblical license to be Mechalo Shabbos to come to Basin to give testimony that you saw the new moon? And technically, that applies to which month? To which months? Every month. Every, right, you were starting with Yishrei, I understand. Oh. You were going to go through all 12. Every, every, every single month, every single month. However, again, as every single month. However, again, what happens, says the Gemara is, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said, now that there's no longer a Beis HaMikdash, the truth is, there's no need to do it except for two months. Even though we have the license to do it, and this is what Rashi said before, even though we have the biblical license to do so, we will not do so. Why? Because the only month where it really has an impact on us are one, or which months? Tishrei and Nisan, ultimately again because of Yom Kippur, Sukkis, and then Pesach, and ultimately Shavuos. But for every other month, the truth is there's really no halachic ramification of the previous, whether we know the actual calendrical tally of the previous month or not. Therefore, we do not send, therefore, the we do not allow witnesses to Mechal Shabbos, except for Nisan and Tishrei. Therefore, the rabbis established, despite the fact that biblically, with the witnesses who see the moon have the license to be Mechal Shabbos for every month, in order to get the basin to give their testimony to declare the new month, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said, in the absence of the Beis Hamikdash, we're only Mechal Shabbos for Nisan and for Tishrei. And again, remember, this is Dafka for what? To enable the witnesses to get to Beisdin, but this, there is no license for Chilol Shabbos when they send out the Shluchin, when they send out the messengers. Says the Mishnah. Bein Shinira Ba'alo, Bein Shalonira Ba'alo. This is a very interesting case. Now, whether the moon was clearly visible or the moon was not clearly visible, Mechalalin alaves Shabbos. We allow the witnesses to mechalal Shabbos. I say, let's say it's a perfectly clear night. It's a perfectly clear night. The moon is absolutely visible. I happen to live. I happen to live a long distance from Yerushalayim, and for me to get to Yerushalayim, I'm going to have to violate Shabbos. So I could easily say to myself, listen. With such a clear moon, it must be that what? Somebody much closer saw it also. And maybe in your shrine itself they saw it also. There's no need for me to be Mechal Shabbos. The Mishnah says we don't say that. Whether the moon was clearly seen or the moon was not clearly seen, you go ahead and what? In Mechal Shabbos. You know, again, this is such a, an incredible paradigm with the Mishnah's point. And the Mishnah's saying is, you know, if you get into a situation where you assume, and this is such a sort in communal matters, if you assume in communal matters that somebody else is going to take care of it, so what happens? Everybody assumes that someone else is going to take care of it, and Lamaisa, again, no one takes care of it. Therefore, the Mishnah says, I don't care how clear it looks to you. You know, do what you have to do and get to Beisdin. On the other hand, Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi disagrees. Rabbi Yossi says, no, if the moon is clearly visible, you may not be Machal Shabbos. Because again, remember, the license for Chil Shabbos is based on the assumption that you may be the only person who saw the moon. If you are not the only person who saw the moon, then you may not be Machal Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Maisa, there was a Maisa, there was a Maisa once, we'll say what happened, more than 40 sets of witnesses were coming to Yerushalayim to see the moon. And Rabbi Akiva, it literally held them back in Lud. Right? So again, what Rabbi Akiva felt is, look, apparently it must have been a case of where the moon was very clear. 
We'll let you the Gemara is going to discuss. We'll see it in tomorrow's daf. And Rabbi Akim felt it's not appropriate. Why are you being Mechal Shabbos? See, he held them back in Lud. What happened? So Shalchulo, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel said, Im Rabbi Akiva, don't do that again. If you prevent the public from doing what they know they're supposed to do, you will place a stumbling block before them for the future. And what Rabbi Gamliel was saying is, look, you know what happens? Granted, we don't need 40 sets of witnesses, but let 40 sets of witnesses show up in Yerushalayim, even if, even if they're in Mechal Shabbos. Why? Because if you hold them back now, then what's going to happen next month? No one's going to come. No one's going to come. So there's a matter of public policy at stake over here. Says the Gemara, my mashma, the high Alil Lush in the Migli, how do we know that Alil, that Alul means means clearly visible. So the Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Yavo, Amr Krakos, the Pasuk says, Imros Hashem, literally, Imros Hashem, Amaros Tohoros. The sayings of God are beautiful, are beautiful, pure sayings. Kesef Tzaruf, like refined silver. Ba'alil la'aretz, like clear of the, of the earth. Mezukak Shiva Saim, refined multiple times, literally seven times. So I will say, see from here, that the word Ba'alil means clear. Okay, Rav Shmuel, Rav Shmuel said, Chad Amar, Nun Sha'ari Bino, Nivru'u Ba'olam. We'll say just, just an aside. So they say the following. They say that there were, there were 50 gates of wisdom that were created, 50 levels of wisdom created in the world. V'kula nitnu Moshe chaser echar. And they were all given to Moshe Rabbeinu with the exception of one. Moshe Rabbeinu had 49 uh, out of the 50. Because David Amalek describes Moshe Rabbeinu in Tehillim as saying that he was just a little bit less than God. The Rebbe Shalom possesses all of the gates of wisdom. Moshe Rabbeinu had 49 out of the 50. Bikesh koheles limso divrei chefetz. So we'll say the Pasuk in Koheles says that Koheles, Shlomo HaMelech, wanted to find divrei chefetz. Divrei chefetz means words of delight. What does that mean? Bikesh koheles lios kimosha. Shlomo HaMelech wanted to be like Moshe Rabbeinu. He wanted all of the, he wanted the 49 levels of wisdom. Yotzeh Sabas Amra, of heavenly voice came out and said, of heavenly voice came out and said, because, I'm sorry, so we'll say here, quoting the Pasuk again from Telim, from Kohalas, the Kasuv Yosher Divrei Emes, words of truth are recorded properly. What does it mean? Words of truth are recorded properly. What does the Torah say? For the Kam Novi Odbi Yisrael Kimosha. The words of truth that are recorded properly say there will be no other prophet like Moshe. Koheles, you want the 49 levels of wisdom? I'm sorry. Moshe Rabbeinu is unique. The Chad Amar, the other opinion said, "Beneviim lo kam, b'malachim kam." The other opinion said, "Well, no, Shlomo Melech could be as great as Moshe. Why? Because the Torah only says there will never be another prophet like Moshe. It doesn't mean that there can't be another king like Moshe. And therefore, what? So, what does it mean when it says that Koheles sought out words of truth, but the words of truth are recorded properly? What happened? Bikish Koheles ladun dinan shebeleiv." Listen to this. Shlomo HaMelech, who was the wisest of all men, had, had such an acute wisdom that what? He wanted to be able to adjudicate cases without witnesses and without having to give warnings to him. Meaning Shlomo HaMelech was able to discern the truth. He was able to discern the truth by talking to a person, by looking at a person, by observing a person. See, so therefore wanted to adjudicate legal cases based on his intuitive understanding of the matter, without witnesses, and without going through the proper due process. Because, therefore, again, a baskal heavenly voice came out and said, because of Yosher Divrei MS, words of truth are recorded properly. And what does the Torah say? 
You might be very wise, but you still have to follow the protocol. And the Torah says that matters of legality are only established through two witnesses. So we'll say that was just a little I got it to break. Well, let me ask Hashem tomorrow morning resume on the top of Chaf Beis Amud Aleph.